Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. My guest this morning has vast experience in the commercial retail real estate industry. He is the founder of Consumer Real Estate Canada, a national trade organization, a member of the International Council of Shopping Centers, the Middle East Council of Shopping Center. He is the past president of the Southern Alberta Shopping Center Association and a past director of Booma Calgary. My guest is Michael Kehoe, owner, broker, Fairfield Commercial Real Estate. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, David. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, thanks for coming and being our guest. So uh, I'll continue with a little bit of your history, if it's okay, before we dive into some questions about retail. Uh, Michael's expertise in retail, uh, retail real estate includes shopping centers, destination resorts, and Main Street and urban business districts. He has international reputation as an authority on retail real estate and is frequently quoted in the media, such as the Global Mail, New York Times, and Retail Insider. Michael, you know, the first question for you, it's now we're two years after COVID-19, and just a general, what is the status of retail in the Calgary region? And I talk about the region, not just Calgary, the city, but let's include Balzac and other areas around Calgary. Yeah, the greater Calgary region. Exactly. Which includes the satellites, the six satellite markets. And I like to roll Banff Canmore in there as well. Takes in a good part of southern Alberta. Um, Post-COVID, things have come back nicely on the retail uh, side. Uh, sales are up in uh, major shopping centers, which is a good barometer of the economy. Some uh, some of the major malls are up 10 to 15 percent um, over last year, which is a good sign. Uh, restaurants uh, have good uh, good momentum. Uh, patrons are back dining. Uh, there are headwinds post COVID, but um, overall, I think we're in very good shape. You know, inflation hit us in 2022, and interest rate hits us 2022 and into 2023. What kind of impact do you see f- from the change in interest rate and, and the inflation that is now at 4%? Well, these are some of the oh. factors. Uh. These are some of the factors that are impacting uh, retail and, uh, and the food service industry. Um, you know, people are cutting back. However, they are indulging with, uh, with, with purchases that... Um, um, you know, they can treat their families to uh, certainly travel is up anything retail oriented, um, you know, with respect to uh, an experience um, is uh, is very popular right now. But on the on the flip side, there is a, a flight to uh, uh, the essentials. People are, uh, are are really focusing on feeding their families, putting a roof over their heads, but they still still are going out dining and shopping. And um, you keep going back to dining, and, you know, I dine as well, and I've seen that the prices are significantly higher than they were prior to COVID. Is that impact of COVID, or is that impact just from the inflation and interest rate? I think it's a whole bundle of factors. Uh, Certainly the supply chain uh, issues, interest rates, all these factors are, are coming into play. Prices are up, and uh, portions are smaller, as we know. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the restaurants are back. Uh, certainly in Calgary, uh, we're, we're noticing that, um, you know, the restaurants are, uh, are, are, 
are succeeding right now, but it is very difficult for the, the owners um, to make a profit. Uh, staffing is a big concern. And, um, you know, other industries that you see in, in your vast experience in retail and doing this for over four decades, what do you see today other industries that are kind of taking space uh, other than the restaurants or the bars or the true hospitality, let's call it? Well, retail and dining, the experience is everything right now. And things are very polarized. We're seeing that uh, luxury brands are populating uh, some of the major shopping centers in Calgary, and they're doing very well. On the flip side, we're seeing the value, uh, value end of the spectrum, stores like Dollarama, anything with a good value proposition to the, the customer are succeeding as well. So if you're in that mushy middle as a retailer or a restaurant where you don't have a clearly defined image or value proposition to your customer, um, you could be vulnerable. My guest this morning is Michael Kehoe, broker owner of Fairfield Commercial Real Estate. Um, let's talk about our core, the Calgary downtown core, and compare it to suburbia. Um, we see that the core has way more vacancy. What, what is the future of the downtown vacancy in terms of retail? I think downtown has, has come back nicely in post-COVID. Certainly, people are back in their seats at the office. I think on the retail side of the downtown core, there is a way to go, a ways to go with respect to customer footfall. Um, there have been struggles in the downtown core in the shopping centers and at street level, but we're seeing that that's coming back nicely. Certainly, if you go down to Stephen Avenue um, in in any of the uh, the afternoon periods or or the evening periods, particularly on the weekends, traffic and footfall is strong. So I'm encouraged that downtown uh, Calgary is going to come back nicely. And, and what do you see in suburban markets, the neighborhood shopping centers, the, uh, the bigger mall in, in, in areas that are outside of the core? Well, su- suburban retail... Um, shopping centers, especially grocery anchored shopping centers, uh, were very, was very strong during the COVID period. Um, we all had, we all had to eat. Everyone had to eat. <laughs> they, people focused on the essentials. People weren't going far from the nest. But uh, we're seeing uh, relatively lower vacancy rates, strong uptake in um, in leasing of, of commercial space in suburbia, and there's high demand for. Um, retail and food service space, particularly the quick service uh, sector of the market. And do you see in those areas also a demand for hospitality or it's a, a complete mix between hospitality, essentials uh, and boutiques and, and other kind of uh, retail uses? We're seeing strong demand for quick service restaurants. Um, you know, I, th- I think the, uh, the retail, there's a bit of a lag there, um, but anything personal service-wise, um, hair salons, beauty salons, um, anything to do with enhancing uh, a person's look or health, <laughs> that's very strong. Medical or quasi-medical leasing is very strong demand right now. And um, when we talk about uh, suburbia and we see how the sprawl, uh, city keeps on sprawling into more and more new developments, um, what is the, uh, I would say, the need or, or, or the uses that you see that go to those remote areas? Well, amenities for new communities, you know, certainly the banks, um, anything uh, food food related groceries banks are still growing banks brick and mortar 
banks, uh, they certainly have a presence. All the major banks have good real estate program for expansion. And, um, you know, on the retail side, um, yeah, we're seeing demand for retail store space in suburbia. Um, you know, so that's, uh, that's encouraging. I was in uh, Los Angeles visiting and uh, during a business trip and I visited the Westfield Century City Mall and they went through one billion dollar repurpose reinventing reinventing the whole mall do you see our malls going through reinventing themselves as a destination well yeah good good example from Los Angeles I've been to that center some of these shopping centers are certainly overdue locally for a, a remake these shopping centers are always reinventing themselves it's a, it's a gradual process um, certainly Chinook Center in the past 10 months I think they've uh, recycled 35 different stores have either renovated been replaced or uh, relocated so you know to, to the untrained eye um, you know they're always being remade But there are some dramatic changes coming to the shopping centers with increased densification. Um, you know, th- some of the retail space will be absorbed by other uses and uh, larger restaurants coming in. Uh, so, yeah, I see changes on the retail front in Calgary that, uh, that will be occurring. We have to take a commercial break, Mike. And uh, my guest this morning is Michael Kehoe, owner, broker, Fairfield Commercial Real Estate. And we will be back with you following the commercials. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Michael Kehoe, broker owner of Fairfield Commercial Real Estate. Uh, Mike, before we went into the commercial, I, we kind of touched the change that needs to happen with enclosed malls. And if you go, we go back to that uh, shopping center that we mentioned, mentioned Century City in L.A., it almost became um, a, a fun entertainment destination and the stores are almost like a secondary. Do you see this also happening in our city? Um, somewhat. I don't think it'll be as pronounced as the example that, that you've used. But, you know... Regional shopping centers, they're really turning into an experience, um, you know, with entertainment components. Um, that will drive some of the footfall, but really the fashion, um, specialty retail and the dining, those are the core, uh, the core elements that are attracting uh, consumer footfall in the Calgary market. I see. Um, according to CoStar, which is the leading real estate data provider, uh, we have in Calgary over 78 million square feet of uh, retail. Uh, the Calgary region, as we discussed it. Um, and we have another 2 million square feet under construction, almost 2, uh, 2 million square feet. 1.95 million square feet is under new construction. Is there a need for such a big retail presence in our city? Do you see that the uh, consumption is growing? Do you see it's flat? What do you see here? Because you're out there every day. 
yeah, the, the, the retail infrastructure um, is an important part of, of the Calgary market. It's essential, really. Um, we were never overbuilt here in Calgary like some other markets. Uh, certainly in the U.S., um, their per capita uh, retail space is Sometimes some markets almost double of what we have, but so yeah, there is demand. We have uh, strong in migration, interprovincial migration. Uh, there's a strong new household formation in the Calgary region, uh, so there is demand for for retail space. We're we're not over retailed. And do you have uh, you know demand by retailers for more space? Absolutely. Um, there's always demand for for retailers from national, regional, and local uh, retail brands that are expanding, um, and in the food service sector as well. It's it's almost insatiable. It is competitive in Calgary. Um, we have a relatively low vacancy rate. Um, sometimes there's multiple offers on spaces, uh, so we're seeing the demand is steady. According to CoStar, uh, again, uh, our vacancy rate is about 2.5%. Yeah, which is relatively low, uh, comparable to other Canadian cities and other North American markets. So that's quite manageable. Um, so it's basically a landlord's market. It, it it has been for it has been for for a while, and uh, that that's likely to continue. I want to ask uh, ask you about a new phenomenon we see in our city, and that is the mixed use, because it was in Vancouver for many many years that you have retail, and on top of it you have two hundred, three hundred, whatever, four hundred rental or or condo units, and it's very new to Calgary. How does this market kind of developing? It's. This is what's driving a lot of the, the, the retail development in, in Calgary. As the city densifies, um, you know, these, these mixed-use projects, uh, it's important to have amenities for the, uh, the residents or the occupants of the buildings. And, um, yeah, we're seeing that as quite a, an interesting phenomenon, certainly in the inner city, but uh, also out in suburbia now. We're seeing uh, mixed-use developments coming to the fore, and there is strong demand for this kind of space. And is there a difference between the users that go to the standalone or the uh, in-line in, in shopping plazas or Main Street versus people or retailers that go into those mixed-use uh, developments? Well, the retailers... Retailers adapt their offering to to the market. Um, you know, the most retailers and restaurant uh, owners have different formats that they can they can place in different types of buildings. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon to watch. There's uh, one thing that uh, we need to discuss. Otherwise, we'll be out of work, both of us. And that is e-commerce versus in-store. Um, if you remember during COVID time. Uh, the media was, okay, in-store is dead. We're going to be all e-commerce. And um, what you describe right now is exactly the opposite. Where do you see e-commerce versus in-store in today? Three years after COVID or two years after every, every uh, uh, restri restriction was lifted? Yeah, the, the death of physical retailer was retail was highly overstated by the media, <laughs> it seemed, during COVID. But, you know, the, the omni-channel retailing is, uh, you know, where there's a blend of, of online and physical retail. Um, this is really the, uh, the way that things are happening now. Certainly, uh, brick, a bricks-and-mortar store is the blue chip uh, 
of, of any retail expansion program, and it's, it's essential for retail success. So we see a blend of, of online uh, e-commerce and, uh, and physical retail. So you recommend your clients to have a, both e-commerce, meaning a website that people can buy and come into the store and experience, feel, touch, and, and try on? Yeah, it's, re- it's essential um, to have that, uh, that personal touch. Um, you know, there's a, the concept of showrooming where, where people will go to a physical store, look at the merchandise, try it on. Possibly they order it online or they shop in store. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a blend right now. And uh, any successful retailer has, uh, is, has all these factors on the go. So going back to our famous, uh, the one that we mentioned is Century City. Um, we walked there, my wife and I, and I see uh, Warby Parker has a store there and Amazon has a store there. So we see now the e-commerce guys are coming to brick and mortar. Yeah, the digital natives have, have been going into bricks and mortar stores. And I think they recognize that, uh, you know, that a physical store is the blue chip workhorse of any retail program. You have to have it. And, and, and do you see that expansion? Other, re, uh, other kind of uh, internet re- retailers expanding into brick and mortar? Well, the pace of change is, is so, so much accelerated these days. The brands are, are coming and going. They're experimenting. And the shopping centers are very good at swapping in and out uh, uh, retail stores uh, to keep their offerings fresh for the consumer. So, yeah, I see that uh, phenomenon continuing. Let's go back and talk about our Calgary region. Um, your experience with national, international uh, retailers, is Calgary becoming a destination market now, now that we are almost a million, more than a million and a half in the region? And just less than 40 years ago, it was 550 during the 88 Olympics, so could, tripled in, in less than 40 years. Are we becoming now a destination for international to experiment the Canadian markets or for nationals that want to grow, let's say, from East or West Canada to, uh, to, to the middle? Yes, as a consumer real estate practitioner, I'm seeing that uh, uh, international brands are looking at the Calgary market closely. It used to be that the, the landing place in Canada would be Vancouver, Toronto, possibly uh, possibly Montreal for a retail brand. But we're seeing that uh, brands are coming to Calgary. We have a lot of first-to-market brands really? that, are, that are establishing in, uh, in Chinook Centre, um, you know, Market Mall, um, you know, that the larger shopping centres are uh, uh, South Centre, you know, they're, they're landing these brands, which is an exciting, an exciting time. And of course, uh, in southern Alberta, you know, I think Chinook Centre is probably the leading shopping centre, um, you know, followed by Market Mall, Cross Iron Mills, South Centre, uh, Sunridge. You know, those are our major players here. And I understand we have a new shopping centre that is going to be built west of the city on Highway 1. Yeah, Bingham Crossing out by um, Callaway Park. 
They've attracted a very large Costco store there, which uh, will certainly which will make, sell certainly sell a lot of gas. I'm sure, which will make my wife happy because we live on the west side. Yeah, yeah. It's and they'll have all the usual suspects out there from a retail and food service standpoint over time. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great amenity for that part of the city. Is it going to be a regular shopping center or an outlet mall, or what? What's the what's the plan there? It's actually located in Rocky View County, but it, it will be a retail center. Uh, not unlike, say, West Hills um, or uh, Shaughnessy area. So, in conclusion, you see retail still going strong in our city. I do. It's an essential part of our uh, our economy. It's a very large employer, and um, you know, I, I I see things rolling along uh, for great success. Thank you, Mike, for being my guest. Our guest, my guest this morning was Michael Kehoe, broker owner, Fairfield Commercial Real Estate. I also want to thank Calgary Economic Development for being our sponsor. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 